0: Kids, I wonder if you've ever played peekaboo with a baby. Maybe it's with uh, your baby brother or your baby sister when they were little. Uh, it's really fun, right? And I got a blanket here, and you know, it's, it's fun when you can just hide behind the blanket, right? And they, the baby thinks you've disappeared, and they're looking around for you, and then you pop out from behind it and say, peekaboo, and they just laugh, and they giggle, and they're surprised, if only it was that easy, right, if you were playing a game of hide-and-seek that you could just hide behind a blanket and disappear. It's not quite that easy, right? I wonder, um, yeah, where, where you play hide-and-seek and where your favorite hiding spots are. The first house that uh, Amber and I ever bought was a house in Denver, and, and it was, uh, we learned that the hard way that it's quite a hassle buying a house, that You know, it's a long process. you got to send in an inspector, make sure it's a good house that you want to spend all this money on. Um, And when we finally got to the end of it, we bought the house, we got the key, and we got to go into our own house for the first time. We got a call not long after uh, from, well, indirectly from the former owner. And the former owner said to us, we didn't tell you this before, but there's a secret hiding spot in this house. And we didn't want to tell you until this house was yours and yours alone. And we're like, okay. Um, And so they, they, they described to us where this secret hiding spot was. And I almost didn't believe them because I was like, well, I've been up into that room many times and I can't see that there's any secret hiding spot. So I go to this, it was in the family room, this large family room in the house, and, and we, uh, we, they described to us where it was. And so in this family room, there was this built-in bookcase uh, that was like three shelves, kind of at eye level. And, and on that bookshelf, there's this little pin right at the bottom. And if you pull out the pin, then once you pull out the pin, you can swing open this whole bookshelf that opens up into this secret hiding spot that was like an attic space underneath the roof. And even at the back corner of this attic space was this steel safe where you, I guess the former owners put away all their valuables. It was such a cool hiding spot. You'd have to actually bring a chair, get on the chair and climb into this, this hiding spot. I wonder for you kids, what, what is your favorite hiding spot maybe in your house, uh, maybe in your yard, maybe in some woods nearby. Where do you go when you're trying to get away from your pestering brothers and sisters or the annoying grown ups in your life? What's your favorite hiding spot? In today's passage, the Bible tells us that you are hidden with Christ in God. You are hidden with Christ in God. And in other words, Jesus is saying, He is your hiding spot. Kids, he is your hiding spot. Now, God is not talking about playing a game of hide and seek with you. He's talking about protecting you as a hiding spot from dangers, real dangers. And it's not necessarily physical dangers that we might experience in this life. It's even greater dangers than physical dangers we experience in this life. The dangers that Jesus wants to hide us from, hide you from, are the dangers of death and the danger of sin. And that's what we celebrate on Easter. We celebrate that Jesus is our hiding spot, that He protects us and delivers us from these very real dangers of danger, uh, of, of death and of sin. That he, that he is our hiding spot from the punishment that we deserve for all the wrong things that we have done in our lives in the past. And you're young, so you haven't had many years to do bad things yet, but us grown-ups have had a lot of years of doing bad stuff. I mean, if, if, if someone's out there and they're 75, they've done a lot of bad stuff. And yet Jesus has forgiven those things because that person has put their faith in Christ and is hidden with Christ in God so that there is no more punishment left for any wrongs they have done past, present, or future. And that's true for you too, kids. You may be five and you have a whole life ahead of you, a whole life of doing good and bad. And yet Jesus says, any bad that you may do in these first five years of your life and in the coming 80 years of your life, that Jesus is your hiding spot, that you're hidden with Christ and God, hidden from the dangers of death, being given hope for new life, but also hidden from the danger of the misery of sin and the punishment of sin. Christ has taken that for us on the cross and now we can live with great hope. I know that you too feel uh, some of the anxiety, uncertainty of this coronavirus time. And I hope that this Easter, you remember that Jesus gives you very real hope by being your hiding spot. So I hope for you that he will become more and more, as all of our grown-ups are trying to do as well, that more and more he will become your favorite hiding spot where you can turn to, to find comfort, safety, and refuge. Thanks for listening, kids, and I hope you keep listening, but I'm gonna turn now to dig into this passage in deep. But It's in Colossians three, again, if you wanna read it for yourself. We're gonna to hear today, grown-ups and kids alike, that since you are hidden with Christ in God, resurrection means rest. Since you are hidden with Christ in God, resurrection means rest. Let's dig in. So. We're really focusing on this verse, uh, verse three in Colossians chapter three, when the apostle says, your life is hidden with Christ. He's drawing upon a wealth of imagery in the Old Testament where God talks about being our refuge and our shelter. And I'll just read a few examples. The first in Isaiah 49, two, God says, he made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand. He hid me. He made me a polished arrow in his quiver. He hid me away. Or in Psalm 27, verse five, for he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. Or again in Psalm 17:8, where this is a very, very common, a favorite imagery of God to use for us. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. God often refers to that again and again that we're to hide in the shadow of his wings. These, these these passages for the Old Testament believers were simply an exhortation for them and for us today that when we are afraid to seek refuge in God, the God who hides us in his shelter, in his hand, in his quiver, under the shadow of his wing. But in the New Testament, and specifically under the new covenant under Christ, this, this idea of being hidden in Christ is, is enriched, is broadened, is deepened in such a way that it becomes even a, a fuller hope than just being hidden from physical dangers. God is not just our protector and del- deliverer from physical dangers, often the way Old Testament believers thought of it, but under the new covenant of Christ, to be hidden with Christ in God is to be safe from the greatest enemies of sin and death to be safe from the justice of God that we so rightly deserve, but also to be safe knowing that he is making all things new, creating a new heaven and a new earth for us to dwell in through faith in Christ. And I want you to hear now the the language that Paul uses in Colossians to describe what it means to be hidden in Christ. And in short, this, this phrase, in Christ, is this um, central theme in the book of Colossians, and I'm not even going to give you all the references, but all of these phrases are from the book of Colossians. It says, "In whom, in whom we have redemption, in whom we have redemption. In Him all things were created. In Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. We're reconciled in His body of flesh. In who are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Walk in Him." rooted and built up in him. In him, all the fullness of deity dwells bodily. You have been filled in him. You were circumcised in him. In him, you were raised up. You tired yet? Still more to go. Triumphing over them in him. Pleasing in the Lord. Fellow servant in the Lord. The ministry that you have received in the Lord this idea of being in Christ, hidden with Christ in God is the central theme of Colossians. And again, it just brings this incredible richness to, to this, this is two words, in Christ. It encapsulates and summarizes all the blessings and benefits that comes with being joined together with Christ, being made one with Christ through faith in him, this union with Christ that we have with him. And this oneness we have with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit through faith in Christ does not make us the same in substance as God Himself. But the oneness we have with the God who is three in one brings about this, these blessings and these benefits um, far beyond anything we could ask or imagine. On this Easter Sunday, may we grapple with the riches that we have in Him. These riches that we have of being buried with Christ, but then raised up in new life with him. Encapsulated again in this little phrase, in Christ or to be hidden with Christ in God. And I want to really just talk about one very particular application that I feel like we need to hear during this COVID-19 craziness. When you understand that you are hidden with Christ in God, then you Enabled, as it Paul says here, to seek the things that are above, to set your mind on things that are above. And one of these things that are above is rest. Things on earth do often distract us and capture our hearts' attentions and keep us from seeking things that are above. St. Augustine famously said, God has made us unto himself, and our hearts are restless until they rest. God. When we are restless without God, then we will be seeking to fill the void with something. Just recently, one of, one of you sent me an article from, um, I forget what magazine, Vogue, I think, but just a, a piece that described the ways in which millennials are trying to fill the void that they feel without God. When we are restless without God, then we're seeking to fill that void with something else. Just as St. Augustine did centuries ago, trying to fill the void that he felt. And even, even after we have put our faith in Christ, we can still do that. We can still try to fill that void with earthly things. Our faith is so much about taking a hold of the fullness of what we have in Christ. It's just restlessness when we do that. And Jesus himself says, in Luke 13, verse 34, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. Now, yes, Jesus was meaning it, meaning it in a more absolute sense, speaking to um, Jewish leaders and, and, and Pharisees and scribes who refused to believe in Jesus. And yet, we, though we may have faith in Christ, we can also functionally still Say, well, oh, Jesus, I know, yes, you're my shelter, you're my refuge, but then when it's time to seek refuge, we go find refuge in something else. A part of what we celebrate on Easter Sunday, and I want you to hear this, is that Christ's resurrection transforms the weekly celebration of the Sabbath day to the weekly celebration of the resurrection day. Part of what we celebrate on Easter Sunday, is that Christ's resurrection transforms a weekly celebration of the Sabbath day to a weekly celebration of the resurrection day. You may have heard it said before that the last day of the week now becomes the first day of the week for Christians. It means our rhythm of life changes. Without Christ, at best, we rest after six days of work, if we rest at all, with faith in the resurrected Christ, we start the first day of the week, Sunday, celebrating being raised up in new life and set free to live for God in the coming six days. The message we live out now is not, you have sinned and you need to be forgiven. The message you live out now is, you have been forgiven, now sin no more. It might seem like just a little twist of words, but it's, you see, a complete reorientation of your life. The gospel transforms the orientation of our life. Because Christ has become our Sabbath rest, we can be sent into our callings, covered by the blood of Christ, set free from the burden from having to prove anything to God or to the people around us, empowered to live for him through the power of the Holy Spirit, and looking forward to Christ's consummating rest the orientation of our life has been transformed. We can actively work from a restful spirit because we are hidden in Christ. Or we can actually allow ourselves, give permission to ourselves to rest. Have you felt that? Have you felt that busyness where you're like, I can't stop. You sit down for a moment and you're like, no, I gotta go do something resurrection means rest, but not just a superficial rest, not just an escape or a distraction for a moment, a deep sense of rest, a deep sense of being delighted in God and set free to go enjoy the world that he has been, that he has given us resurrection means rest. Literally in the end times, those who have faith in Christ will be physically resurrected from the dead and finally enter the Sabbath rest that is Jesus Christ, the promised land, the new earth, free from toils and thorns and sadness and sorrow and sin and suffering and death. Resurrection means rest. It doesn't mean we're just going to sit on our butts for eternity. It means the toil is gone. The suffering is gone. The need to prove ourselves to God and others is gone. But we must practice and rehearse that now in this broken world. Because you are hidden in Christ, resurrection means rest. One of the realities of COVID-19 shelter in place is that our rhythm of life has been turned upside down. We certainly feel the anxiety of the coronavirus and the uncertainty of when will life go back to life as normal. Our work rhythm has melded into our home rhythm and our leisure choices have been severely restricted. I saw this really funny meme. Well, I thought it was funny anyway, maybe because I related to it. It was a picture of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It doesn't really matter that it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. was a picture of Dwayne the Rock Johnson just representing all people who like sports. Saying to a kid... It's been tough not having sports for the last four months. And the kid looks at him and says, it's been 19 days. And this look of disbelief in the rock's face. I feel that. I feel like we've been without sports forever, but it's not probably been even a month. We just don't know what to do with ourselves. We don't know whether to work more or less. We don't know if we are more productive or less productive. We don't know whether to get out of bed or not. We don't know whether to go to class or not. We don't know if we're being good parents or bad parents. We're certainly going to vote for all educators to get paid much more money overall. And we just don't know how to measure anything. We're all being forced to slow down and we're not sure we like it. Our rhythm is totally off. So I want to say to you during this COVID-19 Easter 2020, resurrection is rest. Resurrection is rest. You're hidden with Christ in God and resurrection means rest. Let these truths reorient your rhythm of life now and when we get to go back to life as normal, whatever that means. Be faithful to the responsibilities that God has called you to Know that you can work from a restful spirit because Christ has already forgiven you, has already delighted in you. But know, too, that you can give yourself permission to rest. Your identity and your purpose is not wrapped up in you being a really productive Christian or worker or parent or student. Your identity is based on being hidden with Christ in God. Being loved by God, being loyal to the God who has loved you first. You are hidden with Christ. Therefore, resurrection means rest. Jesus is your hiding spot. Let's pray.